Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I'm Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for an enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. Today's episode is called Unlock the Magic of You with Terry Cargilla. Terry is a licensed professional counselor, credentialed trauma therapist, and transformational life strategist, author of the Amazon top seller, Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life, and she has been featured on various TV and radio shows. Terry has been in the counseling field since 1999, working with clients of all ages as the owner of Creative Counseling Center. Over the past six years, she has launched Talking with Terry, serving women and female entrepreneurs who come to her living generally unfulfilled lives, feeling weighed down by limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, fear, anxiety, depression, and past trauma. Terry wholly devotes herself to being the resource women need to uncover their greatest levels of joy and fulfillment in everyday life. She's a woman on a mission to empower as many women as possible to create massive change and expand far beyond their wildest personal and professional dreams. Terry's positive energy is infectious. She's an abundance advocate and manifesting machine, and people can't help but leave her presence with a smile on their face, spring in their step, and gratitude in their heart. Terry lives just outside Denver with the two loves of her life, her husband Steve and daughter Brooklyn, who love to laugh, play, and be silly together. Terry enjoys playing outdoors, crafting and creating, doodling, and she's a thrill seeker, always looking for the next adventure that challenges her comfort zone, for that is where the magic truly happens, outside our comfort zone. Welcome to the show, Terry. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes, it's awesome to be with you here today. And we met through eWomen Platinum, although we didn't get to connect the two times we were there. But now I'm excited to connect with you here. And I know, uh, you know, the connection will last. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be awesome. But yeah, and then I just learned too that you're a premier success coach for eWomen. Very cool. So since since December. Okay. Yeah. Or that and then at the conference will be I'll be this will be my first premier success um coaching opportunity at the conference oh, awesome I'm excited yeah how exciting so I would love for you to start by talking a little bit about your own transformation or your own story that brought you to where you are here now today you know I you know I think that every you know any time in our life when we are faced with adversity or uncertainty you know it is a, it's an opportunity yet for us to transform and so you know i grew up with um you know experiences with emotional abuse and you know just really believed that i was just a horrible person mm-hmm. you know i was told over and over and over that i wasn't good enough that i would never amount to anything i was called stupid um mm-hmm. and then interesting enough um 
I had all of this going on. And then even in second grade, you know, I um, struggled with a learning disability. And so, you know, talk about reinforcement. And so Mm -hmm. I struggled and struggled and struggled in school. And, you know, and then I started telling myself, right, you are stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do this. You can't figure this out. And so all of the messages that I had already heard, all of the messages that I internalized in myself, I came to believe that was true. So in second grade, I got held back because in our small school, um, they didn't have the resources necessarily to help support a kid that didn't that didn't fit inside the box or traditional mm-hmm. school. And so they held me back. And um, I think it would have been different if I had been to a, a bigger school or, you know, we had moved. But I went to a very small town school. And so when I graduated, I had 18 in my graduating class. Mm-hmm. So small. Oh, wow. So And so literally those kids that I was supposed to be graduating with, they were always a year ahead of me. And, you know, I got it from them too. You know, they oh, were like, yeah, must be an idiot. You, you failed second grade. Oh. And so just took this right and it just came to me full force from every angle and so there was just there was this this knowing that I had deep inside me that said no there was something more there's something more inside of me and so I there was multiple experiences that had happened in my life that kind of transformed the way I think about myself mm. I you know transformed and so then or you know later in um in high school, I became a peer counselor, which really opened my eyes up to the counseling field. And so um, I was able at that point to help a, a sixth grader at the time who reported to me that she was going to kill herself. Mm. And I, that experience alone, like I was like, okay, I think I know what I'm, I'm here to do. I'm here to help people. And so that experience then led me into the counseling world. And then from that counseling world, um, I got trained and I, I, I own a successful practice and I've grown that and now um, all of those experiences have led me up to this place which was you know um, I was working with um, individuals with severe trauma and so women were coming in and you know we would we would um, you know work on all their fear anxiety and depression and and then we get to this place where I was like okay you're it's time to fire me and it's it's time for you to go live your life well what I found out is they weren't able or they weren't really sure what that next part of their life meant. And like, Mm -hmm. what does it mean to live a dynamic life? And what does it mean to live a life of purpose and passion and playfulness? And what does it mean? And so then that's where it just, the light clicked on for me. And I was able to then help these women really transform and we go up to this place and now we're like, okay, now what else is possible? And then, I mean, that's where I really enjoy. And that's where talking with Terry has now, come full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I am grateful for the experiences that I had because I feel like it truly led me on this path to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, really did my own personal work on myself to get to this place and now help other women do the same. Right. And how powerful that you, you decided to not let that define you. You know, because I think there's a lot of adults who probably are still operating from that place where they don't feel like they're enough or good enough or smart enough or creative enough. And you've really expressed that. I I've get to see some of your art here in the video and you're so creative. And I would have never guessed that about you, that that was happening for you as a child. Yeah. And yeah. I think when I see women um, come into our our, our when I'm working with women, I, that is one of the biggest things that I find for women. Mm. Um, and, and I'm sure men too, but I just don't, that's not my, that's not my specialty, but yeah. 
for the women that I serve, I really um, do believe that we we get ourselves in our way so much. Yeah. We don't take the risks um, to really, you know, expand and really what I call getting in our zone of brilliance. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that that's where we really shine and that's where things can get really easy for us and things start clicking for us. Right. Yeah. And so how would it, how would you support someone in having them kind of tap into that passion and playfulness like you're talking about in purpose? Yeah. So the first thing I always do is we look at what are the blocks that are uh, people are having personally or professionally? What are the, what are the blocks that are keeping them from this place? So if we're starting at point A, what does point A look like for them right now? What does point B look like for them? And where, how do they want to get there? And so I think so often we always have these big hopes and dreams and wishes and desires, and yet we don't have a plan to get there. And so you know, for me, one of the, one of the things that I see a lot is that, um, you know, women will say, yes, I, I would like to get here. And then they don't, are not taking the steps to get there. And so they find themselves a year later, right at the exact same spot they were the year before. Mm-hmm. And they're questioning themselves like, what, why haven't I, why haven't I achieved these things that I have? And so I think the biggest thing is our self-sabotage and our limiting beliefs that get in the way of us making, you know, being successful. And so when I'm working with individuals, um, I like to look at, okay, what is it specifically for them that, that is a limit that's not allowing them to have what they want. And okay, then there's various tools that I use based on, you know, what's coming up for them. Um, but I'll, I'll share a tool right now that I think is mm-hmm. fantastic. And there's a couple tools that I have almost everyone that I meet with start with. Okay. Um, what happens is, Um, so in our brain, we have this, um, reticulating activation system and that part of the brain is actually always scanning our environment to say, is, you know, am I supporting this information? Am I not supporting this information? Is this, it's always in, it's always working. And so when you think about your brain and you think about, um, how our brain is set up. So if you think about the, uh, iceberg theory, we all are familiar with that theory of, Here's this iceberg, and 10% of what the iceberg is that we can see to our naked eye is 10% of it. Mm-hmm. The 90% of the iceberg that we cannot see um, is the subconscious or unconscious um, part of the brain. And oh, I didn't even say this. So the, that 10% that we can see, that's considered our conscious thoughts. So whatever thoughts you're having right, right this second, those are the conscious thoughts. But what happens is, you know, we have 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Um, that it was information from the National Science Foundation. And only 2,000 of those thoughts are conscious thoughts. So mm-hmm. when we think we're running the show, we really aren't. Our <laughs> unconscious is truly running the show. And so it's really about, you know, blocking out those um, those thoughts that are not serving us. Um, there's other research that says that 90% of those unconscious thoughts that we have are negative. Mm-hmm. And so most of those thoughts we regenerate each and every day. And we're just thinking the same thoughts unconsciously not serving us. So um, there's a tool. And so if you think about a negative thought that comes in, and I'm demonstrating this on the outside of us. Ooh, can you see it, my other hand? Um, so if you think about this like negative thought that comes in, um, we it goes in and then it clicks into their brain and then it it activates the reticulating activation system. Then it goes to work and it's scanning the environment to find evidence. So for example, when I was growing up, I believed I was dumb. Um, and I had all this evidence that told me this was true. And my brain just caught, kept seeking it out because mm. 
brain will either seek out the negative or it will seek out the positive. So it just seeks that information. And then that's, that's that spiraling experience that we all experience where then all of a sudden we now have created this massive belief system about ourselves. And that belief system usually is, I'm not blank enough. Mm-hmm. Not good, not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not whatever it is. It's not, we're not enough. Um, and so what this tool does is it helps to go in and, and cancel out that negative thought and then remove it. Um, and then we get to ex- ask an expansive question um, to follow it up with. So I'm going to share this with you. So here it goes. And so for the listeners that are going to be listening, get out a pen and paper and jot this down. Um, so it goes like this. Interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view. Interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view. Interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view. So we're going to say that three times. Mm-hmm. And point of view that I had this point of view. And so that's kind of like a cancellation button, if you will. And then to add some more yumminess on this, we're going to ask an open or a generative question, which goes like, you know, what else is possible? Or what else can I create and generate today? And then that opens back up again, the possibilities. So it shuts down the negative thought. And then we open ourselves back up to possibility. And, and so that is one tool of many that people can use um, right now to really start you know, shifting their mindset and shifting the way that they think about themselves or a situation, mm-hmm. um, they help them, um, transform their lives. Yeah. Oh, that's really powerful. I'd like yeah. to take a look at everything that shows up, you know, in my life and then say, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. This is my, how my brain is perceiving it. And I can decide to tell myself a new story. And yeah. so like, that's kind of the recreate in the rev with Rachel recreate enlighten, vibrate. Yeah is, you know, telling ourselves a new story. If I'm perceiving, like when I wrote my book, I was kind of pursuing like, this is going to be hard. Writing is so hard. And I just started telling myself a new story. Um, but I like how you were presenting that, that um, interesting. How did you say that? Interesting. So, so interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view. And if you think about it, it's just more of like a cancellation. So absolutely. I would agree with you in saying, the next step is to create a new story because whichever story we're living in, we're going to give power to it. Yeah. Right? I always give the example to folks that, you know, in 2009, we had this you know, massive um, uh, economy um, downwind, right? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, um, you know, they lived in this one world, which, which was doom and gloom. And fair enough, there was a real, that was, that was true. That was one reality that was happening was there was doom and gloom. My accountant at the time, um, he kept calling me and saying, Oh, it's doom and gloom. It's, it's a bad time yeah. to have a business. And, and I get off the phone with him. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, he's right. It's doom and gloom and it's a bad time. Right. Yeah. So actually he didn't last very much longer. <laughs> yeah. um, but he was doom and gloom. And we had um, at the time, at the same time, there was, uh, in, my, um, in my area, there was um, two businesses that went out of t- um, business. There was a girlfriend who called me up and said, I just got laid off. Um, and that was a reality that happened for a lot of people. And I'm mm-hmm. not I'm playing that by any means. But at the same time, in the same reality, what was happening is in my, in my um, community, there was a brand new um, grocery store that went into place. There was a brand new school, mm-hmm. a brand new um, coffee shop and a scrapbooking place and um, I think there was another uh, mortgage company that all came up in that exact same time of 2009. 
And so, you know, we get to choose which reality we get to, you know, live in. Right. On economy, you know, there's still every minute there's a millionaire made every single minute. And, you know, whether that's a down economy or an up economy. Um, and I always tell the girlfriend who called me and said she got laid up, I say, fantastic, let's go celebrate. So yeah. what <laughs> for her because she hated her job and uh-huh. she would never, ever quit her job because she didn't have the courage to do so on her own. But yeah. by being laid off, it gave her permission to go pursue a career that she loved. And now it's really neat years and years later, her talking about her, you know, job um, or her, the career that she's created for herself and she loves it. And mm-hmm. so cool. So see that. Yeah. Um, so live in either one of those realities and which ones we choose. And so yeah. my point thing is this is this has a powerful story and this one has a powerful story. So which story are we gonna live? Mm-hmm. I love having many of my friends and colleagues just questioning what reality that I live in and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the positive one. Yeah. Um, I would I I actually, in 2009, I actually transitioned my company to another location um, mm-hmm. in the highest, um, highest per capita income um, industry in Colorado. And I would not have been able to afford my space in 2009 had the economy not crashed. Oh, and yeah. There's, you know, we sometimes forget that there's opportunity in situations as well. So yeah. like, which reality are we living in and which story are we going to buy? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I know. And that's such an important point when, I mean, that's been my experience too. When something that seems to be negative happening, it's usually opening the door for something better. And I've experienced that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I always, um, when, when, when we perceive something as negative, um, a great question to ask, a generative question to ask is what's right about this Mm. that I'm getting? So what's right about this that I'm not getting right now? And just wait for an awareness. You might receive an awareness immediately or a couple of days later or set the intention to ask that before you go to bed um, so that you can process it during sleep. And in the morning, you may be able to wake up with a new awareness like, oh, yeah, here's yeah. a little gift or here's a silver lining in this situation. Right. Um, versus perceiving it as completely negative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because yeah. that just can take so much energy. I mean, I, I lived in there that place (laughs) for a long time. And then to, to realize and learn a new way, it's very powerful and empowering and that's where we can be more joyful and on purpose. Yes. I agree. I lived there for years. I always talk about getting stuck in the muck Mm -hmm. and um, you know, the, the stuck in the muck is where, you know, it's depression, anxiety, fear, worry, doubt. Mm -hmm. And we can, I lived there I felt like sometimes for years yeah. at a time and then you know, I'd come out of it and I'm like, wait, wait, this is pretty amazing. And there's a lot of things to be grateful for. And then what happens is we go back down into that, you know, getting mm-hmm. back to lock again and um, how do we transition out of that um, and keep ourselves out of it for longer periods of time. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So what other um, kind of tips or helpful things do you have for our listeners? You know, I would also say just kind of what I was just sharing was um, about getting stuck in the muck. And I had this drawing and in in my book, I actually kind of go into this concept a lot more. But when we're down in that place and then we do come up, right, we we come up and it might be a day or a week um, and then we go back down. I used to believe that, you know, we it was, you know, part of, you know, my transformation was always to stay in the amazing, you know, zone of brilliance, what I call 
Um, but then I found out like that wasn't the most important part of this drawing that I that I created. What it's about the transition. And mm -hmm. so how do we how do we gain it and how do we lose it? And then when we get really clear of how we lose it and gain it, man, that's where that's where the magic comes in because then we can start creating this um, by choice. And so, you know, I, I incorporate the laws of attra you know, attraction into my practice as well. And so, you know, the law of attraction says this, like attracts like. And so if I'm, if I'm vibrating down below, I'm going to receive more of that. If I'm vibrating from high, I'm going to be receiving more of that. And so for a lot of people, I, I ask, hey, how do you lose it? What's going on in your life to lose that place? And then how do you gain it back? And so I used to believe that if I just did some tools for myself and I stayed clear, then I would just be like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. I don't have to do that anymore. But then I realized it's these, these are universal laws that never go away. And so it's really about us creating a pattern and a routine and we stick to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that is what's been really key for me is staying out of that place. And so when I do dip, um, I still dip, um, but my dip is now literally like, you know, five minutes. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay. And I, and I allow myself that five minutes and say, okay, I dipped and I'm okay. Okay, let me just process through. So I give myself five minutes and then I'm like, okay, now I'm pulling myself back up and now I'm going back and using my tools um, mm -hmm. back out of that place. And so um, there's lots and lots of different tools that I teach. Um, one of them being the interesting point of view and asking generative questions. Um, but a lot of times it's, also getting people out of self-sabotage, um, which is, you know, I believe a big component um, to why a lot of people are not where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Can you describe self-sabotage? Because I hear that, but I'm not sure exactly what that looks like or how it might be showing up. Yeah. So I feel like self-sabotage is any time in which we are um, not allowing ourselves to fully be at our greatest capacity. Okay. So there most people, when you ask them, you know, there's a knowingness to a lot of people and they just know deep down that there's, they have a calling, they have, they have this, um, you know, intensity around or an awareness around where they'd like to be, but they can't seem to get there. Um, and so, they're, they're not allowing themselves to get there fully. And so there's something that's blocking them. And so I feel like self-sabotage really is that unconscious or subconscious programming that's preventing us to really step into our brilliance and really shine in the world. And, and every story is different. Every person's um, experience is different um, as to why, right? And so self-sabotage can show up in in people's lives in many different aspects, but it's, you know, procrastination. I'm not doing something that I know that I may be doing. Um, the other day I was talking on the phone and she's like, you know what, this is brilliant, but I'm not taking action. Like I refuse to take action on this. Mm -hmm. um, it could be, you know what, I know this is good, good for me, but I am refusing to do it. Right. So right before we got on here, you'd said, I don't want to do video. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm subconscious about how I look and stuff. And I'm like, okay, right there, right? And now you've gotten completely out of your comfort zone and yep. you're doing a video. Which I'm <laughs> I know, I wasn't really video ready. Or <laughs> and, and you did it, right? And, yeah. and, and you're going to survive this. And I think there's going to be a lot of amazing things coming to you for this. So mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of things that um, 
that constitutes up for self-sabotage. Um, and a lot of times for, for many people, it is that they don't want to be seen. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was uh, teaching class this weekend and this individual came up and she's just like, I, I know deep down that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I had this calling for this, but I'm just terrified that people will see me and what will that mean? And if I'm seen, then what? You know, then I'll have all this attention on me and this is, and it will make me uncomfortable and I'll be vulnerable and I'll make mistakes. And, but then people, you know, and so, you know, self-sabotage, I feel like is a very, um, continuum based, you know, process and where are we at on that continuum mm -hmm. and what are, what are the specific things that we are, you know, the, what are the roadblocks that's coming up for us? Yeah. It's so important to be aware of this stuff. I know for myself, I have that experience where once I start talking and everyone's eyes turn toward me, I'd be like, ah, you know, yes. and uh, so years ago I was at a network, an e-women networking group and someone I met, we were supposed to share something we're looking to work on or something. And I said, I'm looking for a place, you know, how to improve my public speaking. And so this gal, she said, her name was Betty. She's like, oh, come to Toastmasters. And she's been in to Toastmasters for years and years and years. But so I started going to that and it was just this total like platform or space for me to get out of my comfort zone and to start doing something that actually made me really uncomfortable. I would drive there and be like super nervous and I don't know. And then I, I had to kind of coach myself and say, all I have to do is show up, yeah. just show up and then just be me, you know? And it, so, I mean, it was a really important place for me to get out of my comfort zone and stretch myself because yeah. I, I didn't need to, be afraid of speaking or yeah. to not like when everyone's eyes turned and looked at me all at once. <laughs> yeah. so. And look at you now. I mean, you're running a, a huge successful podcast. Look at you now. Yeah. Yeah. This was a big step too of getting out of my comfort zone for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point. I mean, I talk a lot about getting outside of our comfort zone and expanding and playing outside of that zone. And, um, you know, because I feel like mediocrity lives in the normalcy and, no, and lives in this place um, that we're comfortable in. And so I have this, um, I have this policy at my house. So anyone who stays at our house, like we have outside, outside um, town guests that stay in our house mm -hmm. um, when they come and visit. And so everyone knows my rule. My rule is one, I have one rule. And that is, if you stay with me, you have to do one thing outside your comfort zone while you're here. Oh, really? And that is up to them. That is up to them to decide, you know, and choose what that is for them. I don't, I don't, I don't judge it. I just, whatever <laughs> it is, because it might be very different, um, you know, from my comfort zone. And so it's whatever it is for them. And so I remember, you know, when my mom first started coming out here, um, you know, she wanted to, you know, uh, try a, um, a new, um, a new meal. It was, I think it was Chinese food. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it went from, you know, trying, you know, different types of foods and all these exotic foods. I mean, they were from the Midwest. And so uh -huh. kind of your, your traditional steak and potato kinds of meals. And so we just tried all these different types of foods and Vietnamese foods and Italian and just all these yummy foods that I just really enjoy. And we have such a plethora of restaurants here. And so that's uh -huh. just several, several, um, visits. And then we started like going into adventures and then we started, um, we did whitewater rafting and then we did, um, uh, uh, zip lining and all these other things. And then up two years ago, 
I ended up convincing her to go skydiving. And so (laughs) we went skydiving. Oh my gosh. Interesting that something that's happened. So this has been probably over a course of 16, 17 years. Um, But (coughs) um, something that has, that has, um, that has taken, that I've noticed is that she's so much more open and willing to take on and try new things. Um, now she is, um, she does, uh, um, not canoeing. Oh, what do you call it? Uh, kayak. Kayaking. Yes. Yeah. She, does, she now, she now does kayaking on a regular basis. Oh, um, cool. And if she doesn't have someone to go with, she goes by herself. Uh-huh. And so she's been opening up to all these new experiences and new people. And, and it's just really neat to like be able to, you know, get outside of our comfort zone and stretch ourselves um, every day. So everyone always asks me like, well, your, your comfort zone must be really big um, and you must not have one. And I'm like, actually, I still have a comfort zone. <laughs> I have to say hello to it every once in a while and say, oh, okay. Um, and so new experiences that come in, of course, I'm always saying hello to and saying, okay, you're just, I'm, you're just outside my comfort zone. And that's where I believe where the magic happens. And cool. so, um, yeah. So, and even like in my, um, you know, I, I, beginning when I expanded my practice, it was really interesting. I expand, I doubled, tripled my space the first time. Mm-hmm. And I made, I went to this space and I checked it multiple times and multiple times. I had my husband come, I had my friend's husband come. I'm like, what do you think? Should I rent this space out? It's a really big expense. And, and I went back and forth and literally went to the space probably five times. Mm-hmm. And then the next expansion that I went to, I went to it once. And then the next expansion that I had, um, I ended up like um, signing the contract. And then I called my husband. Like, oh, by the way, um, I just you know purchased a big a big office building. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. you know now it's just like okay. And then we just went through renovations last year, and um, you know and to expand our space even more. Mm-hmm. And those those things that used to terrify me now are just like normal normal everyday things. It's like okay, of course we're gonna expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, am I going to have chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So that's you know when we get to that place where we're always to you know comfort zone starting here, and we as we expand and expand, we're opening ourselves up to more possibilities, to more experiences, to mm-hmm. I feel like kind of the yumminess of life, um, where opportunities allowing ourselves being open to those other opportunities, where versus getting so kind of stuck on here's where I'm going, you know, kind of the the blinders on and not allowing ourselves to um, expand outside of what we've already known. Oh yeah. I love that. It's so powerful. I know one of the things I have decided for myself is that I'm just going to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. (laughs) And yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it's just things expand, life expands for us and doors open and it's really good. and I have that same motto where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get really uncomfortable. And I don't know the next, you know, what, especially when you're in, you know, experiences that you've never had before. And, you know, you don't even know what's going to happen in that experience. And sometimes mm-hmm. I make a complete idiot out of myself because I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I, I just explained to people, I'm like, I, I don't know what this, this experience is going to be like. And so um, I think we have to get our feet wet in order to um, experience what all those um, new possibilities have to bring to us. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I just, I just see so much where people are really holding themselves back, you know, doing the job that you don't like and then come home and just watch TV and then drink. And it's just, yeah. 
so hard to see. Yeah. You know? I, would say, I think there's a lot of people in that same, that same place where, and, and honestly, I don't even, sometimes I think we just get into that normalcy um, by habit. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know that there's other exciting things outside that because we've just gotten so comfortable with that. And it, it, and it takes someone either, you know, showing up in their life to say, to, to challenge that, um, or for them to come to an awareness of like, wait, there, I think there's more to life here. You know, what am I, what am I going to do to shift or change this for myself? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so true. So uh, speak some more. What are some other tips and tools you have that you, you like to use with the people you're working with? You know, I, um, you know, as far as like, as we talked about kind of getting outside our comfort zone, I, I really encourage people to do a couple things. One is I have this list of a hundred things um, mm-hmm. that I think, okay, write down a hundred things that you'd like to a- accomplish or achieve in your life. And so a lot of people will cheat and like put in a hundred places that they would like to travel to. And I say, you know what, I actually <laughs> do that because that's really easy to do. We would all like to do that. But I tell them, I say, put your top 10 places that you would like to travel to. And then the other 90 or 90 plus, whatever you choose to do. Um, what are those things in your life that you would like to create, achieve, just, you know, what are those other things? Um, and so for me, I have an adventure list. So I have, I love doing, um, I'm an adventure junkie. And so I love, <laughs> so I only put in like every year, I try to put in like 10 to 12 new adventures, like one a month um, mm-hmm. for you. Um, uh, and so, you know, what are those things that you'd like to create and generate? Some should be things that you can achieve, very, very achievable. And some of those should be some things that you may have to work up towards. You know, if you're like, for example, if you're saving for a trip or, or something, but then every week, you know, we have 52 weeks in the year. So there's 52 things that you can achieve each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and what happens is naturally people get excited because they have something to look forward to, um, on the weekends or like, Hey, you know what, I'm going to go take this class or I'm going to, um, you know, go learn about this, or I'm going to go, um, you know, drive a race car, um, this weekend. So, um, it does a couple of things, but I think if we start one, having people write out what they desire mm-hmm. and then how do we sprinkle those into everyday life? Because I feel like with bucket lists, we set these um, fabulous bucket list. And then we don't, and then it is sit there. There's no action behind it. And so yeah. I actually encourage people to actually sprinkle these in, um, throughout their, their, their weeks. And so yeah. once a month, I'll take a look at mine and say, okay, what can I sprinkle in this week or this month? Um, or, you know, there might be two things that I want to, that I'd like to do in this week. So, you know, taking action, um, because as we, one, this does a couple things. One, it gets out, gets us out outside of our comfort zone. Two, then we start being exposed to more things and more opportunities, uh, but then it reinforces that we're taking action. And as a side effect to that, it's adding hopefully more joy and happiness into our lives. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a win-win. And so I always, always encourage people also to do one small thing to get outside their comfort zone um, every day. And this can be silly. Um, so for example, um, one day I came home from work and I um, hadn't done anything outside my comfort zone, even remotely. And so I was like, huh. So I, we had finished dinner. And so I then grabbed, we were going to have ice cream for dessert. And so I grabbed my ice cream and I, I threw it into a wine glass. And then I grabbed a fork and I took it over <laughs> to, the, to the, and my husband was eating his out of a bowl, right? With uh, Yeah. 
normal people do. And he, and it was so funny because it became like a Seinfeld episode where, you know, he's like, well, why, why are you doing it that way? And I'm like, I don't know. It's different. And he's like, but, but that's not, and, and we, it, it literally became, <laughs> even though it was silly, right? So yeah. it's just exposing things to a new, um, and then the, the cool side effect was like him and I talked about this for literally 10 minutes. And yeah. <laughs> so if you always get up and you always put, you know, your left you know, leg in your pants and then your right leg, you mm. change a little bit. You know, if you're always putting your, you know, right shoe on first, put on your left foot, you know, mm-hmm. left shoe. Um, so little things that you can do throughout the day. If you always drive a certain way to work, change it up a little bit um, mm-hmm. and drive a different way and, and being exposed to just, just again, it's really baby steps, I realize. And, and people were like, well, why is that? When we start getting used to doing things differently, okay, um, we can start getting outside of our comfort zone even more. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens is the reticulating activation system in our brain is saying, yep, Rachel's already done that. She's already experienced that. It's okay to do something new again, right? She's mm-hmm. Right. And so we're always kind of reinforcing um, the yumminess that we're doing um, to get outside of our comfort zone, just giving more evidence to our brain that we're okay. Yeah. It's really important. Um, yeah. And I would think we're then continually like recreating our neural pathways to be living more in an expansive way instead of yeah. everything always being the same and safe. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And when we do so, we are being exposed, um, you know, new opportunities, new experiences, um, new, I mean, because when you think about driving a different way to work, I mean, you're exposed to new billboards, you're exposed to, you know, whatever else that you're seeing, a new restaurant possibly, like, oh, I've never seen this restaurant here before, maybe we should try that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to restaurants, um, except for one restaurant, I have, I, there's this one restaurant in um, Denver that I have, like, it's, it has my like favorite meal and it's like yeah. pretty certain it's going to be like my dying meal. So I've kind of put that <laughs> one off limits, but for every other restaurant, I would go in and I'd be like, what would I normally typically order? Cause you know, we get into those habits of like, if we go to Mexican restaurants, we order this. We go to right. Chinese. Yeah. So we, t- we tend to get into these like sort of like routines of what types of food that we eat. So I would say, okay, I'm, I, would I, what would I normally eat at a Mexican, you know, Mexican restaurant? And then I take that option off the plate. So I say, okay, I cover that up and say, now, what would I, what would I like to try? Mm-hmm. And um, something that's fun. And if you feel comfortable with it, um, I like to oftentimes just say to the re- waitress or waiter, um, if they feel comfortable, is they just surprise me. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you the side effect of this, if people have, if kids, my daughter has taken this on. And now whenever I ask her, I'm like, and the rule is this, if you ask someone to surprise me, surprise you you have to be willing to eat it and be okay with it no complaints mm-hmm. um, asking mm-hmm. someone else to surprise you right um, <laughs> one time I was at Starbucks and I said you know I don't I, I don't drink coffee but I drink t- chai tea and I said you can add anything else you can add anything in here like a you know like a flavoring besides coffee because I don't like coffee mm-hmm. and the guy what did he add he added coffee but oh. <laughs> I was clear, but you know what? He still added it. Um, and so I still drank it, right? Because mm-hmm. I, it surprised me. Um, but my <laughs> daughter now, every time she asks for a snack or something, um, she, sometimes she'll be like, just surprise me. And I love it because then That's as a parenting so much easier because I, I get to go pick what I want her to eat. Mm-hmm. And then she has to be willing to say it's okay. And so she's never... Um, one said, I don't want that. I don't like that because I said, that's the surprising role, you know? And yeah. so it's somewhat, it's fun to play with this. I was at a, 
um, one of those salad bar places where they make the salads for you. Mm. One of my said, surprise me. And the lady was like, whoa, this is like her <laughs> comfort zone. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I love this. He says, okay, one question for you. Do you want sweet or um, sweet or salty? And I said, salty. And he's like, okay. And he surprised me with this like Greek salad and it was fabulous. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love oh. that her experience was like too uncomfortable for her, but he totally embraced the opportunity. And yeah, it was really fun. And he kept coming up to me. He's like, how was that? He's like, I've never done that before. That was really fun. (laughs) In his job, his like probably his mundane job where, you know, you just fulfill these orders. So Mm -hmm. it is fun to play with just surprise me. Um, Mm -hmm. I, and, and also getting used to like having the universe surprise us in ways in which we weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, brings another layer of joy in our lives. So yeah, I love that. Expand on that. What's that? Expand on that idea of having the universe surprise us. Like maybe we have some expectations, but there might be something. You know, I, I, when I teach people about, um, you know, um, I, 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 I talk a lot about targets, setting targets, right? Um, because I think sometimes when we get into setting goals, we get very driven in setting a specific goal. And then that's what we are exposed to get. Right. Mm -hmm. And I used to be this person and I'd be like, I'm very driven. I'm very motivated. My, my husband says to me all the time, he's like the most, he's like, you're the most tenacious, most driven, you know, woman that I know. And I'm like, well, because I, I have this, right. What I realized over the years is, um, having a target, you know, you think about a target, right? It has multiple. Mm, okay. That my targets every year. I'm actually in my daily attentions planner that I have. Um, I actually have um, here, right here. Oh. Um, I actually have a sheet that we we plan out your targets. So, what are your targets for all aspects of your life? We try to put two in each one. Um, and what are those targets that we're looking for? Because a target, right? We throw it and say, "This is my target." But at the same sense, sometimes we had other opportunities or other things show up in our lives and we don't have these blinders because a, 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 a goal, if you will, kind of has the blinders on, like I am driven, I am focused on achieving this. Yeah. Um, but a target allows it to be a lot more open and more fluid. And when it is, you know, if an opportunity comes up, um, then we can say, oh, okay, even though, and honestly, a lot of times it's better than what we could have imagined. Mm-hmm. It allows us to be in this place of receiving even greater in our lives. Um, you know, I recently launched the book, um, Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life. And um, I set this target that I would have Jack Canfield um, write my forward. Mm-hmm. Not only did he write my forward, um, but we're also now looking at some other collaborations. Oh, now, cool. Back on, this is what's going to happen. I wouldn't have been open to other possibilities that are now showing up and presenting themselves, right? Right. And so, being open to receiving is another huge, you know, key of it, because um, I think oftentimes we we put it out there, and yet, you know, energy is fluid, and there's a giving and receiving, and so I think sometimes we forget the, the receiving part because. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, women are guilty. I've been guilty of this before. Of not- <laughs> right? We are go-givers and givers, giver, givers, and we're setting things out there, but not willing and able to receive. And so the receiving part is just as important um, as being able to be open um, to these other possibilities showing up in our lives. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. You have so many wonderful things to share. It's been awesome to talk with you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So if any of our listeners would like to connect with you to learn more about how you could support them, how would you like for them to do that? They can definitely go into the website uh, and not just talkingwithterry.com. So Terry is spelled T-E-R-I. Um, again, that's talkingwithterry.com. Uh, there's some, uh, I have a free sign up. Uh, so if they would love, there's a free giveaway that I'm giving the first chapter of the book um, away for them um, to, you know, look at and, you know, play with as well. Very and cool. I'd love to stay connected. I have lots of different, all my workshops, intensives, coaching and everything like that is listed there as well. Um, and then also I do a Facebook live every Tuesday night, um, 8 PM mountain standard time, uh, that I jump on. I'm always giving, um, sharing information, tools, resources, um, nuggets that people can start implementing in their lives. Um, as soon as they listen to it. So, Oh, that's awesome. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to have you on. Oh yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you, Terry. This was so fun. Thank you for this opportunity, and I look forward to staying in contact with you. Yeah, I love just how, um, you know, you bring such a li- an aliveness and energy and passion to your life, and it's so cool um, just to hear that from you because you don't see a lot of that out in the world, but, you know, the how you bring in play and creativity and everything, it's very um, inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for getting out of your comfort zone and doing video today. You're right. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Video came up. There was a, you know, something at the eWomen Platinum where we had to write down one thing we must do. And it was around video. And I was like, oh, but I don't want to do that. But I'm writing yes. it down. <laughs> I did, I, and I twisted your arm. It didn't take, honestly, like it didn't take much twisting your arm. Like, let's just do it. I want to be your yeah. first video. So. <laughs> Well, thank you for pushing me, giving me that little nudge. (laughs) All right. From now here on. So here's, I just did a a video. I was talking on a video the other day and I said about taking off the training wheels. Mm. Okay. Rachel, now that you've taken off your training wheels, which is doing no video, you can't go back. It's just. (laughs) (laughs) So from now on out, you can, you can always do now videos. Right. I can. Yep. I survived. I'm creating the neural pathways for this. <laughs> all, all great things that you're doing for your brain right this second. Yeah, right. I give you permission to be seen and stand into your brilliance. Oh, so thank you. And you look, you look as radio or video, radio, video ready <laughs> as, as anyone else. So, oh, thanks. I didn't do eyeshadow and I didn't wash my hair, but oh, well. You know what? That's but that's but that's <laughs> about you bringing your authenticity, right? And so, who cares? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. And you're, gonna, you're just you know when you stand in your brilliance and you shine, people are going to be attracted to, to who you are and your presence that you bring. And so, uh, whether yeah. that's, you know, no eyeshadow or not, people yeah. are just going to love you. So. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> this has been delightful yes it has listeners if you'd like to stay connected and get updates about rev with rachel please go to www.drrachelw.com enter your name and email address and i will send you rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials with my favorite healing tools and also my new book radiantly free recreating life and health from the radiance of you is now on amazon you can check it out there 
And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It is free to download and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. And for the links to download and subscribe, go to www.rachelapp.com. And with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.